0: My mother found out when I was younger, about two years old. Um, she noticed that my hands were swelling while I was in the a, in a house playing with my other siblings. And so she heard me crying and went to check on me and then noticed that my hands was falling, but she didn't know what it was.
1: Welcome to the show, Stand Up From the Inside podcast presented by Versity. I'm your host, Edgar Daggett, and we are bringing you a recorded podcast. This is a beginning podcast, season one, episode one, super excited from the world of Versity Blood Centers here in the Midwest. You know, this podcast has been coming along for the last couple of months, you know, strategizing how do we invite you know, our community members to get more involved within the world of blood, whether donation side, but how do we bring each other together? You know, when I say together, I mean people, churches, businesses, how do we help each other? Cause within our communities, we have our own little special attributes, our own little special aspects that we give and that we serve our community. And I believe we can help each other, help the people around us, our families and friends. And more importantly, bring our community forward in ways that we can help other communities. So if you're not familiar with Versity, we are a fusion of blood donors, scientific curiosity, precision medicine, and we realize that the gift of blood and life are precious, you know. And in this podcast, you know, we won't only be talking about blood, but we'll be talking about some of our community uh, members, people like the black and brown communities, Hispanic communities, Asian communities, and so many other communities that, play a big role. And one of our special, our very first guests, it's a very special guest. He comes from Wisconsin. His name is James Griffin. He is here to help us kind of talk a little bit about what it means to be with Versity, what it means to be a partner with Versity, and how we can help each other. James Griffin, welcome to the Standout From the Inside podcast.
0: Thank you for having me, Edgar. Uh, I'm happy to be here and share my story.
1: Yeah, welcome. Welcome. I appreciate that. You know, James, you know, even though I haven't started, I haven't been with Versity since, you know, too long, you know, I've been able to keep tabs and kind of like meet you and see what you've been doing and you've done amazing work with Versity and being able to share your story is what keeps driving us to work and to find out more, you know, and James Griffin is not only kind of a partner with us, but he is actually a sickle cell advocate and warrior. Uh, he holds the sickle cell, um, warrior disease. Uh, but he has been with us for so long, spreading his story, sharing it. And he's here to tell that story to you all. And from there we'll talk and dive deep in how we can help each other. James, you know, let, let the people know, you know, this is the first podcast it's the beginning, you know, all these people are interested. Like what is stand not from the inside? And how are we helping each other? And, you know, you're the first guest that we have on the the podcast, you know, and I've been telling everybody, yo, you got to listen to this man's story. This guy, special story. And not only that, he's been here helping us. He's our first guest. You know, he signed up right away and he's here to help our mission. James, I'm going to let it go to you. Tell the people, tell our podcast members or viewers what's going on with James Griffin.
0: So... I'll start off by telling you how I got involved with Versity. Um, It happened with me being involved with a nonprofit organization. A member of the organization had donated blood and she happened to have a, a blood type that was universal. So the RO blood, she had that blood. And she invited me to come down to Versity while they were hosting, you know, more information about being a donor. So I came down to that and really got to talk and see and learn more about what it was like to uh, donate blood from a donor's perspective. Since I have sickle cell, I can't donate blood, but I receive blood a lot. So just being able to tour the, the facility and just get involved that way made me wanna connect more and help out and continue to share my story because I have been sharing my story for years. And I wanted to let people know the importance of donating blood. And so being connected, what uh, being a partner with the university has helped me do that more. And so I just wanted to continue to do that and push that to the community.
1: No, that's amazing. You know, you say you worked for a nonprofit before. What was that nonprofit?
0: So the nonprofit mm-hmm. was uh, is Sickle Cell Warriors of Wisconsin. And they awesome. do- a little- yeah, they do a lot of community engagement and bringing awareness about sickle cell. So um, it just it just happened that I was at the right spot at the right time and got involved with them and then was able to go down, like I said, was able to go down adversity and get a look at what you guys were doing at adversity. And it was something I wanted to be a part of to help people with sickle cell. And that is by asking you, the community to donate blood. You see, and that's an amazing
1: aspect that we're talking about it now, we're bringing it up. You know, people have already been trying to help other people. You know, you said the nonprofit reached out to other communities. We're doing the same thing, and that's how we build that connection. That's how we uh, connect with people, and that's how we spread the word. Now, for sickle cell, a lot of people don't know what that is. Can you elaborate on what it is?
0: Yeah, so sickle cell is a blood disorder that affects mainly African-Americans or Hispanics and it's it's where your red blood cells change shape from round to sickle and when that happens it's because a of decrease of oxygen in your blood and that sickle shape causes you know blood to stop flowing through all your veins and arteries and when that happens it causes pain so you have to take different pain medications to deal with it or you have to rely on hospitalizations to get iv fluids medications and then most importantly blood transfusions to help you raise your hemoglobin level or help you raise your blood. So um, that's pretty much in a nutshell what sickle cell is. It's a condition that affects the red blood cells uh, where you lose oxygen and it causes pain. No, definitely. You know, and it's, you know, what you mentioned
1: was that it affects mostly the African-American community and the Hispanic community, you know, through our stats, we know that one out of 365 African-Americans have sickle cell disease. And then out of that, one out of 16,300 Hispanic Latinos have sickle cell disease. So the majority of it comes from, you know, those uh, core groups, those core ethnic groups. And but you, from what we've seen here at Burson and what the world is seeing, and, you know, mostly the United States, all around the world, that those core ethnic groups aren't the ones donating. You know, most of our blood that comes here in the United States, comes from the white Caucasian groups. And unfortunately we react better, you know, people react better. People need people directly from their own ethnic groups. You know, African-Americans need African-American blood. And I'm not saying that you can't accept blood from other people, but your antigens underneath your ABABO blood groups have like special characteristics, you know, Mm -hmm. and those special characteristics match better with people who are like you. And out of all the donors that we have, which is roughly, I wanna say less than 15% of the, of the United States who are eligible to donate, donate blood. And out of that small percentage, less than 3% of that blood is African-American blood. Less, and then out of total minority group, less than 5% of minorities in the United States donate blood. And we need that blood. To help resource to help patients, especially people like James Griffin, who require daily, weekly, monthly transfusions, and not only one unit, two units, but multiple a day. You know, and James, I wanted to ask you. You know, there's a special blood group. Um, it's called R O. Are you familiar with R O?
0: Yes, I am familiar
1: with that. So R O comes specifically from that minority uh, population, from that African-American population, from that Hispanic population. And it's a really rare blood type. You know, it's a specific characteristic or antigen underneath your ABABO uh, blood groups that help patients and sickle cell warriors like James Griffin and themselves, you know, and that's one of the rarest blood that we get. Uh, It is very hard to get, but you know, I want to add, to ask you James how many transfusions do you normally get a month a week like what is that kind of like that daily routine when you need transfusion or just medicine
0: so for me um, when it comes to transfusions I have haven't been getting many as of lately Um, I've I've been getting about one or two a year okay so and that requires two units for me so um, two units of blood but when I was younger You know, I relied on transfusions because I was in and out of the hospital monthly, but as I got older, you know, and learned how to take care of myself with my illness, I haven't had to have as many, but I still rely on transfusions about once or twice a year. So, um, it's important for people to donate for me, and I see the difference when I get the blood. It helps me get back on my feet. It helps me relieve the tiredness, exhaustedness, and that's how I kind of manage and get through my day-to-day, you know, life. You know, James, so, you know,
1: you know, thank you for sharing that. So how did you find out that you had sickle cell?
0: My mother found out when I was younger, about two years old. Um, she noticed that my hands were swelling while I was in the a, in a house playing with my other siblings. My hands were swelling. And so she heard me crying and went to check on me and then noticed that my hands was falling, but she didn't know what it was. So it didn't go down for a while. And she decided to take me to the hospital just to check up on it. And they ran different type of blood tests on me. And that's how I found out they they knew it wasn't broken and didn't do any x-rays just from the feeling of it, but they did do blood tests. And that's how that I found out they ran some blood tests and it came back that I had sickle cell. We have other sickle cell uh,
1: warriors that, you know, we had them for different events throughout Versity and you can see a lot of our events on our Versity page, versity.org uh, slash diversity, um, that sometimes we're contacting them, we're calling them and then they don't, they're not answering. We're like, okay, what's going on? And they're in the hospital. They just, out of nowhere, they just had a like a panic attack or an attack and it can just happen uh, randomly. You know, we always need that, u- those units, there available, um, units of blood. Uh, only last certain amount of days on the on the shelf. Double reds is normally what we encourage for RL uh for donors with RO and, and those only last certain amount of days. days so it's always it's always needed, you know, it's always yeah. needed to have on stores storage. storage uh, we need it constantly. That's why we always ask throughout the year to have donate as many times as possible. Double reds, whole bloods, you know, whole bloods you can donate up to six times a year, double reds three times. Now, James, you know, with your connection of diversity, but how would you tie in the black community? Well, if you had something to tell them, like, you know, the black and brown communities are the ones that are the front runners, you know, those are the ones that are affected most of our sickle cell. And as I asked through the communities, most of them don't know what it is. And most of them don't know how close it could be to their uh, family, to their friends. And how would you say is a, is a good way for us to get involved or for us to include them in our mission, James?
0: i say um because of the lack of awareness and knowledge that people don't have about donating blood and the fear of doctors um i think it's it's good to be involved with the community as far as like going to the events that they host so like um specifically churches a lot of people frequent the churches visit churches every sunday that's a good way to get involved um it's a lot of trust when it comes to churches so uh, i think that's a good way to involve the people and, and give them material about what it's like to donate and you know how you're helping somebody by donating blood and and who's affected, you know, like sickle cell. If you say sickle cell, then you know it affects the African community. So your blood is going to your own or you know you know who exactly you're helping. So I think just getting that material out to community function events. Uh, things like um, Juneteenth day where we have a lot of people down there and they're they're willing to and looking to learn something new, learn about their culture. so that's a good way um, the different type of festivals that go on throughout the year and just um, staying involved with like the recs so a lot of people use the Boys and Girls Club or different uh, events like that. so I just think just finding where the community is at, and bringing it directly to the community with the knowledge and information about donating blood. Because uh, I think it's the the main reason why people don't donate blood is because they're not aware. And 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 that's my main thing. And, I, and that's my opinion of why I think people don't donate. So I think if we just bring the knowledge in, um, they'll be more willing to at least look at it. Because a lot of people just don't know what's out there and don't know anything about it. No, definitely, and at least
1: in Versity, You know, we create a bunch of different infographics, graphs, pictures to kind of show and educate uh, what RO is and what sickle cell is and how it does affect. And you know, you mentioned Juneteenth. Juneteenth is a massive holiday. You know, it's a mass, massive celebration that celebrates on June nineteenth. And Versity, You know, we had an enormous amount of drives. You know, all focused on Juneteenth, the celebration. And we were able to bring in tons of people from different communities to donate blood to, we answered questions. We answered, we talked about RO, we talked about sickle cell and, you know, we're always reaching out and. You know, this June, we had a great sweepstakes, uh, that our university ran, it was a, a uh, rare shoes for rare donors campaign. You know, it focused on certain diverse drives in the month of June, where for a three-week period every week we offered a 500 gift card and that 500 gift card was a 500 nike gift card that you can use on any of nike's promotion like these uh websites um you know and you can go buy whatever shoes that you wanted and it was a huge uh huge sweepstakes so huge campaign and brought in tons of people and most importantly it brought in tons of diverse donors and tons of first-time donors you know and this special celebration, was just fun, you know, people had energy, people were creative, they wanted to donate, they asked more questions, and it's led to some of them returning to donate. You know, the sweepstakes wasn't the only thing that called them in. It might have been one of the entrance or one of the entry barriers for them. But over time, a couple of them have already started coming back, you know, and they were like, yeah, I've learned so much, you know, I appreciate the sweepstakes. I didn't win or I did win, but... You know, I have learned, I learned so much on that Juneteenth day, and I wanted to give back more. And I can't do it all the time. I can only do it twice a year, once a year, but that's fine. You know, we always start out slow once, twice, and we have people that donate once a year up to the full six times a year, you know. And donating blood doesn't take long, you know, it takes roughly an hour of your day. The actual donation process is only 10 days, but, and people were shocked to hear about that, you know, they're like, My family's never donates, but I want to do it for the first time. Does it hurt? Does it take long? And as I was explaining and some of the diversity staff was explaining, they were shocked to hear the answers. And but going back to Juneteenth, that is something that we celebrate here at Varsity. And we want to show that we celebrate it, that we encourage it. And it's a fun time. You know, hopefully next year we can have food out and people can donate and enjoy their time, a little bit of music. And it's not through only us versity itself like host, but we also do different partnerships uh with area so we did partnerships with michigan state university in michigan and we continue to do that evolution and james what is Juneteenth directly mean to you like do you celebrate it do you not like what what is it to you
0: oh yeah i definitely celebrate it it's it's a cultural thing it's um it's just good to be out there and just to know like What that day means about us being free as a people and so i always take the time to go down there and just learn and just see what other because it's a lot of black businesses that's down there so it's a time to support see what's what's in the community because a lot of times i don't see these things um normally because you know just from the lack of promotion or marketing from that standpoint um, so it's it's good to go down there and just be involved with the community and just see what's going on and learn from others and talk to others. So it's it's a big thing for me and I always visit.
1: No, definitely. And do yeah. you think that's been something that's been coming up like recently? Like, you know, it's been always a celebration that, you know, maybe the black and brown community celebrates. Um, but out of nowhere, it just started getting buzzed. You know, I know businesses here, so located in Michigan. Quicken Loans and other businesses are giving it out. Like, you know, hey, uh, Juneteenth, if you want to celebrate it, have the day off. You know, it's something that's growing big. Uh, There's a show on Netflix um, that they completely celebrate it fully. You know, they have a party, they have barbecue. You know, as you said, it's about being free and what the meaning is for it. And it's something that's growing massively and businesses, cultures outside of the black and brown communities are also kind of learning in and kind of like, okay, I'm hearing this word a lot. What is it? And it's going from a little bit just from that one day specifically to multiple days a week. You know, celebration starts two weeks prior. And then that big day, June 19th, there's a big celebration or big parade where families, you know, I've gone to a couple of celebrations where you know all the families get together, someone brings uh burgers, someone brings hot dogs, you know, it's a big food uh celebration, and you know, it's fun, but There's always that meaning behind it. And, you know, it's an amazing experience. If you haven't experienced it yet, uh, look into your neighborhoods, learn about it, go on Google and experience what Juneteenth is and what it means to not only the black and brown community, but the United States as a whole. But no, it's something really massive and really, really special. Um, But, you know, when I tie in the black and brown communities, you know, I kind of want to not only spread the message of donating, but just getting involved if you can't donate, you know, being involved within your community, like standing out from the inside, like you're already in the community, you already have your friends. And how you said churches are massively trusted in in those communities. They have a voice, they have a message. And, but how do we spread that message? And what message are we spreading? Whether it's, you know, violence, whether it's, um, donating, how do we help each other in a way, you know? And, you know, you said it, again, with churches have been creative, but what other core groups do you think have that power, that message in that black and brown communities that, you know, we diversity or other organizations can connect with in order to spread our message or our visions?
0: I would say, look at different fraternities. Okay. Um, they're big on community uh work so different fraternities sororities those are a big part and they also get involved and do things my brother's actually in a fraternity and a couple years ago he put on a bowling uh, for sickle cell so um i think reaching out to those major corporations um and I'm, I'm not sure where else to what else to go like as far as community wise but i know that's that's the place to start no.
1: Yeah. So fraternities and sororities are, are great, um, uh, turning points. So I know for a fact, so fraternities and sororities normally have their own kind of like their own nonprofit that they work with, whether it's a church or organization, massive diversity, um, hospitals. So that is, that's an amazing point that you, uh, they give us and, you know, leading to fraternities and sororities, those are the younger people. Those are the future of our generation. And, you know, Turning to that our blood. So from all the people that donate, the majority of people that donate are older, you know, they're that 40 plus age, because it was more of a norm or more like acceptable back then. But it's not anymore. It's almost like we're like, you know, you donate in high school, I donated in high school, you know, I got out of class, I got extra credit, you know, they're like, Edgar, do you want to donate? I'm like, eh. do I want to donate you can get out of class? <laughs> Excellent. Sounds good. I'll donate. And You know, but once you do that first initial donation, you're like, you never see it again. You know, you go to college, it was never, never a thing again. You never talk about it. And, you know, you lose that. And that is something that we're trying to change. You know, unless you get back into it, whether you have a family uh, experience that happened or, you know, you just come across it where you're donating, you realize how easy it is or how simple it is and the massive impact that it gives. And, you know we're connecting with not only fraternities on the college level, sororities in the college level, but also high school level um, groups. And we, as the younger generation, the younger faces, you know, James, you and me are the young young people in our in our world of uh, donating or world of uh, health. You know, how can younger people empower other young people to donate or to spread word or spread message? I know I've seen a couple a couple of people on social media, Instagram, TikTok, you know, but just going door to door, you know, that's simple, like, how do you think, or how do you, uh, how do you think the way that younger people should be spreading that message?
0: Yes, that's a great point you make with uh, being involved with schools and reaching schools. I think younger people are more open to, to helping and, and you know, so I think that they, they have the tools and with social media, like you said, to, to tell their friends that they're more willing to get involved and, and help out and change the narrative. We've seen like so many times things have been moved and rallies have been started by younger, the younger people. So I think it's uh, important that we do reach out the, the younger people because they're more willing to help out. They, they probably never donated before, but just the Sure, thought of just helping somebody would make them want to donate again and and then you know like incentives you mentioned earlier just getting out of school or getting out of class or you know just a gift card so they're they're more willing to do it and and they have enough people to tell just because of their social network being younger so I think it's uh, important to reach the younger uh, generation.
1: Yeah, definitely. And a cool way that we've been doing it is going in groups, you know, so at least for me, like, you know, you go alone, you're, you're just by yourself, but go in group five, 10 people, four people make a, make an appointment and just go together. You know, you sit next to each other, you talk, an hour passes, each of you uh, gave blood, you know, out of those 10 people, you could save 30, up to 30 lives, you know, for each, uh, for each unit that you give, whole blood that you give. Uh, you can save up to three lives, you know, so 10 people, 30 lives, and it's easy, it's fun, it's comfortable. And you know, there's always something happening where maybe there's a potential that you can win a prize. But you know, what I personally love is when you know, you finish that donate, you know, you're having your snacks your juices, and you're about to go you post it, you post your experience on Instagram, I do a lot of Instagram and uh, Snapchat. And, you know, I see people on TikTok doing it. But you kind of do like the hashtag say blood, I tag versity, hashtag versity, and you kind of see the experience. And that experience, people see, people share, and you're like, next time I want to go with you. I'm like, sounds good, no problem. You know, let's make it, let's make an appointment date, or I'll just go with you by uh, and um accompany you while you donate blood. Cause, you know, it's those simple acts that keep spreading, that spread and spread and spread, spread the awareness that uh, we need. And, you know, you trust your friends and your family uh, more, you know, than any other group. And, you know, when they tell you it's okay for something to happen or it's okay to do something, you're okay with it. You know, you're like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? And, you know, we always try to create those situations where we can, uh, be connected in that way and that's why we always share like you know being connected in your community being one with the community um whether you're a person a business you know you mentioned uh african-american businesses that you can look on the web and see how many businesses are around you and you know that community is what makes everything special you know the health side to it the fun side with with games restaurants um and then you because you as part of the community is something special and you have something special to give, you know, and, you know, as we, as we come to this podcast, you know, I want everybody that's on this podcast to be thinking of ways that they can help in the future. You know, what can I do actually now that will help better the future of myself, my friends, my family, my community members, you know, You know as james griffin uh you know our special guest here told us like connecting with your businesses with your churches are an amazing way to not only help and give back but there's ways to find out new uh ways to give back you know you may be doing something now and and things can change and you know you can find a new way to give but something Mm -hmm. came across my table that was super cool
0: james do you have a book yes i do have a book so i wrote a book on sickle cell a couple years ago and the title of the book is breaking silence living with sickle cell anemia and i just wanted to share my story to get others to understand what the illness really was and so that's how i got involved with the nonprofits too after sharing my story i had a couple reach out to me and people wanted to ask me questions about you know my life and that and that really was Propelled me to write the book because I would always tell people with sickle cell, they didn't understand the everything it was about it, and they didn't understand that I had to go to the hospital for treatment and the use of blood transfusion. So I really wanted to put that all in the book to give uh, knowledge. So you'll learn about my my life, um, different things I went through with having an illness, um, how it affected me with working relationships, um, just my hospital stays. And then you'll learn also about the illness, like how people get it. And I didn't mention at the top, but it is a genetic illness. So most people don't even know how you get sickle cell, but it's a genetic illness and it's passed down from both parents. So it's not that you can catch, but um, you'll learn more about that and just a lot of information about sickle cell and the treatments of sickle cell.
1: James Griffin, it has been a pleasure uh, talking to you. You know. As we go along this podcast, maybe we'll see you back soon to go over a couple of topics, but it has been a pleasure having you here and talking about your story, talking about ways the black and brown communities can join, uh, the mission, the fight that we are, are all going through in order to just spread awareness, you know, spread happiness, uh, creativity and being a uh, part of the community. So I want to thank you for being here as the first official guest on the standoff from the inside podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I was glad to come on the show today when you reached out to me. You know, I was excited and looking forward to it. And I just want to say this before I go, like, like you mentioned, a lot of people think giving back involves money, but donating is one way you can give back without money. So it's a lot of different ways to donate and to give back. So just think about that. You can help a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So that's my part in words. No, amazing,
1: amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, super important. Money isn't always the, the only way to give. And yeah, giving time is also precious. And yeah. giving, you know, multiple ways that you can mm-hmm. give back. You know, and as we go through these podcasts, you know, season one, episode one, uh, we'll be diving in more to not only uh the donating blood side, but you know, more community side, you know, the myths, the facts, the what's real, what's not real. Um, stay tuned for all the other podcasts that are coming up. You know, this is going to be an exciting first season, you know, here at Versity, we've been thinking of many ways that we can connect with all of you, all of our guests, potential guests. Uh, and this is the best way that we think, uh, we can do it. And, you know, hopefully this podcast makes you think, makes you stand out from the inside, you know, you're already in the community. How do you reach for more? This podcast will be available through all the podcast channels, Spotify, iTunes. So subscribe there. I want you all to remember and to be able to answer this question. How do you stand out from the inside? You know, you are special. You have something to give and to offer to your community and your community needs you. You know, this is the Stand Out from the Inside podcast presented by Versity. We'll see you all next time.